Hello, I'm Sandra Olwine, pastor here at First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. And on behalf of our staff and entire congregation, I want to welcome you to this time of worship. In these days of pandemic, we are continuing to worship virtually as a way to care for the health of the congregation and our broader community. But there is still so much for which we can give thanks, not least of all the gifts of technology and the power of the Spirit that allows us to still be drawn together in community, to grow in faith, and to learn how it is we can serve the world with God's law. So in anticipation of the Spirit's moving among us, let us then turn our hearts to praise and prayer. of thanks, we are grateful that we can gather together for joy as spirit binds our heart and lives together even in the many places we are this day. In gratitude, then please join us in the call to worship. The spirit is coming to bless all with a new song. Let our joy be complete. Gifts for the good of all poured out on all to teach us a new song. Love one another. Strangers and neighbors, foreigners and family will join in a new song. No longer servants, but friends. Come, let our worship make a joyful noise. Rejoicing in the friendship of God. 
Prayer is a soul's sincere desire to be in communion with God. Let us turn our lives toward the Holy One that sustains us in all our days as we share in the prayer of the day. Gracious God, in abundance you give us things both spiritually and physically. Help us to hold lightly the fading things of this earth and grasp tightly the lasting things of your kingdom so that what we are and do and say may be our gifts to you through Christ who beckons all to seek the things above where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, young Christians. Do you ever take time to just listen to nature? Today, we're talking about the last part of Psalm 98, which is all about the song that nature sings. When I go to the ocean, I love to just sit and listen to the waves. Let's try listening together. to listen to the song that the mountains sing too. Do you ever go on a hike and listen to the wind blowing through the trees and the birds singing? Let's listen together again. Nature does sing a beautiful song. But what is nature singing about? Psalm 98 calls the seas and the hills, the world and all who live in it, including you and me, to sing together for joy. Why? At the presence of the Lord. It says that God is coming. That's right, God is coming. You know, we're getting very close to a special season in the church called the season of Advent. In fact, the word Advent means coming or arrival. It's a time that we prepare and hope and rejoice in the God who is always coming. Psalm 98 says that when God comes, God judges the world with righteousness and equity. You know, when things have gone wrong, when people aren't getting along, or when someone is being treated unfairly or being hurt, a judge decides what needs to happen to make things right. And that is exactly what God does when God comes. God comes to judge with righteousness and equity. God wants to make things fair and right in our world, and that is a reason to rejoice. So I hope sometime this week you'll go outside and listen to the song that nature is singing. As you listen, you can notice 
that God is present right there in that very moment. And you can rejoice, join in the song with joy because God is coming to make things right. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the beautiful songs of nature. Help us to take time to listen and help us to join in the song, hoping and trusting that you are present with us and that you are coming to make things right. Amen. song of scripture this morning as we listen to Psalm 98 once again. Come, sing a new song to God. Remember all the times full of wonder. God has already saved us. Plug in the keyboard, tune up those guitars, try out the drums.
Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Open the windows. Listen to the choirs outdoors, feathered and furred. Let the hills sing together for joy. For God is not done doing wonders. God is coming to set everything right. Sing a new song to God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, to be to God. God. Well, I, I feel like we are together even in this time when we don't see each other physically, although I really miss seeing um, everyone in the sanctuary worshiping together, but because that is a, something that defines the joy of the church to me, um, and that's because we've been part of this church for so many years and we know people in so many ways, all the generations. It's it's. The, all the saints, really, I, um, has been a really important thing to our family. And there's something more special about that than just a club you join. Um, it's it's a deeper level of of, of participation, and it's really in, from your heart that you know these people. You know their deeper thoughts. Even though uh, we have to come together remotely. I, th I think it's just been great. You know, you take things like the quilt ministry. That continues. And also it's allowed, I think, the church to also expand to people who weren't necessarily coming into the physical building. So uh, we can be joyful with a, even a larger community that way. It's a different way of interacting, but still very joyful, uh, very significant. Uh, generous isn't a word that I use necessarily a lot. And I don't think of myself as being generous if I give to the church. Uh, it, uh, if we support our children or support our older parents, we don't feel we're generous doing that. It's part of what we do as a family. And uh, I, I think that giving of your talents and resources it's something that one, one should do purposefully and very deliberately uh, because we're all part of a larger church family. Whether it's money or time or, or maybe the talents that we have, something we're good at, we don't own that. I think it, it's coming through us that we, we then move it on. The church does so many uh, wonderful, uh, has so many wonderful programs and uh, does so many uh, great things. I mean, you can just go through the list, right? It's uh, uh, the music ministry, it's, it's, uh, the digital remote outreach, uh, the youth program, okay? the, the summer musicals. Our social services office, uh, our connection with Pasadena's Friends Indeed, or the uh, bad weather shelter, there, there's so many things that this church contributes to locally, but something like UMCOR as well, or the school in, uh, in Africa that we support. I have a Muslim friend and we have a nice relationship and friendship, 
but a really joyful thing has been um, she is a member of the Islamic Center of Southern California and our two faith communities get together. That is a really joyful time because we're with, with our God, uh, the God of, of all of us. And there's some, that's not an opportunity that we have in other places. So our little $10 that we've saved from not having a coffee one day becomes something really beyond ourselves um, and makes a difference in somebody's life. That seems like a reason to pledge to do that more often and may, be mindful about that. It's, I consider it a privilege, actually, to uh, support the uh, programs of the church. Uh, so, and I, I think that uh, all of us should feel part of that family. Let the sea resound in everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for God comes to judge the earth. God will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Psalm 98, which we have been exploring these past weeks, concludes with this mighty crescendo in which all creation now joins together for joy with the people of God, with all the nations, to praise the God that was and is and ever shall be, the God of steadfast love and faithfulness, the God that brings salvation in the midst of trials and tribulations, the God whose coming is sure and whose arrival brings the plumb line of righteousness to bear on our relationships, bringing equity to all. Now, if you imagine the opening verses on which we focused on All Saints Sundays as our quartet singing, and then last week, the whole choir joining them. Well, then this week is like adding another choir and a full orchestra. The sound is rich and full and complex and dynamic, awe-inspiring and soul-stirring. No matter the state of one's heart, the music is so grand, it moves even the most downcast to tears of joy and thanksgiving. These closing verses move us because they also mark a change in time, bearing us from God's past actions and present graciousness towards an amazing future in which God will bring the judgment of right relationship to all creation, restoring and renewing all things. Now this promise is not new. It is in fact the pulse that beats through all of scripture from Genesis and the proclamation that there shall be light to the very end of the book of Revelation where John writes, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepares a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, see, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them. They will be God's peoples 
and God will be with them. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, see, I am making all things new. And then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. And those who conquer will inherit these things and I will be their God and they will be my children. Yes, the faithful are moved to sing together for joy for God is coming. Therefore, hope abounds even now. Wow, I mean, it's a glorious message, isn't it? Sing together for joy. But it seems counterintuitive advice, this singing together. For almost exactly eight months ago, our lives turned completely upside down with the eruption of the pandemic. This week, it seems especially foolhardy or naive as across the nation, we are experiencing a dramatic uptick in the cases again. I mean, most of California has moved back to sort of purple status with medical and public health experts urging deep caution as the Thanksgiving holiday approaches, encouraging no in-person gatherings beyond those already living in our own particular households. The uncertainties of the disease and the economic disruption that has come with it, along with the ongoing political chaos and the social fractures which we are living through, easily and understandably provoke fear and insecurity. Joy may seem out of place as nearly 250,000 of our fellow citizens have died in these last months. But the psalmist encourages us to resist the temptation to give in to distress. However accurate our modern cultural diagnosis of doom and gloom might be, however low the opinion polls sink, the psalmist calls on us to not yield to the spirit of despair, to not take the bait of fear and pessimism. Instead, the psalmist, in harmony with the whole of Scripture, calls us to choose the most radical of all political options today, the subversive act of genuine joy, inviting each person, every nation, all the ends of the earth, to experience the joy of being known and loved by the creator of all that is. Can you hear the hymn? My life flows on in endless song, above earth's lamentation. I hear the clear, though far off hymn that hails a new creation. No storm can shake my inmost calm, while to that rock I'm clinging. Since love is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Trusting the promise that God is coming to judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity might well seem a clear though far off hymn, but it is one that undergirds our present with a gift that is the close cousin of joy, and that is confidence.
The Danish philosopher Kierkegaard made this connection between joy and confidence when he wrote, if at every moment, both present and future, it was eternally certain that nothing has happened or can ever happen, not even the most fearful horror invented by the most morbid imagination and translated into fact, which can separate us from God's love, here would be reason for joy. It's what the Apostle Paul proclaimed that same message in his letter to the Romans. If God is for us, who is against us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, Psalm 98's invitation to joy is based upon what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. God has done marvelous things. God has remembered God's love for God's people. But God has also extended that saving gift of salvation far beyond God's people to all the nations. Yes, even to the ends of the earth and to all creation. In a world plagued with pandemics, racism, wars, starvation, inequities of all kinds and preventable suffering, with leaders who manipulate us with the politics of fear, perhaps nothing is more radical or countercultural than to live with joy and confidence in the God of all creation. And this confidence doesn't take us out of the world, drawing us inward to some perceived safe place. No, this confidence in a God who saves gives us courage and voice so that we can move into the world humming the song of freedom, justice, mercy and love and making it real. A few years ago, I took a friend of mine who was visiting from Canada on a whale watching trip, leaving out of San Diego. Once we cleared the harbor, the boat headed west into open water and then headed north. Now the boat was full, but people for the most part kept to themselves, only engaging those with whom they had come on board. That was until about 30 minutes into the trip, when suddenly there erupted around the boat a superpod of Pacific white-sided dolphin. For as far as the eye could see, the ocean seemed to come alive as over a thousand dolphins literally jumped and danced and seemingly flew above the water. Private chatter gave way to squeals of delight, people pointing out to those near them the antics of a dolphin here or over there. And when some of the dolphins literally cleared the water by over 10 feet, shouts of shared awe burst forth. People who were standing at the rails, well, they gave way to children so that they could get a better view. Cameras and phones were packed back, passed back and forth so that people could get pictures of themselves and the dolphins. I don't think there was a single person on that boat that morning that wasn't moved to joy. And many like myself, were moved to tears and sheer wonder. He has let the sea resound in everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For a moment, 
just a moment, a boatload of strangers became a community with one another and with those magnificent creatures and all seemed right with the world. Separation and strangeness, differences and divisions were overcome by beauty, excitement, and wonder. That is what you and I take to the world when we remember that we are together for joy and live in confidence of God's love for us, for our neighbors, and for all creation. We break down divisions and differences. We take down walls and build bridges. We make a way for children to experience delight and we share resources to help make memories of life well-lived for everyone. It is why we share our resources of time, talent, and treasure through our church so that we become partners with God in enabling, empowering, and equipping ourselves and others to know the love that is the Lord of life. As Tom Prince shared in the Together for Joy video, supporting the mission and ministry of this congregation is a privilege because it is what one does when one is part of a family. We give purposefully and deliberately so that the love of God can be made known here and everywhere. God has given us everything and asked us to be stewards of it all, caring for everything as God cares. From the birds in the air and the fish in the sea and the animals on land, to the kelp in the ocean and the trees of the forest, to our neighbors next door and our neighbors around the globe, you and I are called to bear God's steadfast love in gratitude for all the blessings in our lives. Yes, God invites us to give our gifts, whether they be gifts of service or our financial resources, as first fruits, not as our leftovers. Why? Because God has done marvelous things. God has remembered God's love for us. And Psalm 98 hails this God sovereign over the earth and the habitable world and inviting all of creation to celebrate God's reign, not only with song, but with the loud clamoring of musical instruments, assuring those that celebrate that God will deliver everything from oppression and despair. And we live out that celebration by embodying, incarnating this God of steadfast love, righteousness, and equity in the world now. Trusting that that God is coming not only in the future, but today through us in how we live in the world and use our resources. At its core, the Hebrew word for righteousness, tzedek, means to do the right thing. And the word for equity, yashar, literally means upright or to straight to the point. So judging with righteousness and equity means judging with a clear view of equality for all and a firm sense of right and wrong. Not equality and right for those of privilege, but equality and right for all of the earth and the habitable spaces of the world. At the end of all things, whenever and wherever that might be, God will set all things right. But God is also at work now, coming to the world in you and me. And that's, that's what we proclaim in the incarnation, God dwelling within us. We and all those who embrace this message of our creator God, and indeed all of creation, roaring, clapping, and singing together, 
are the hands, the feet, the voices of judgment, righteousness, and equity in this world now. When we turn the resources of our lives to that work, we participate in God's saving acts. As Charlene Reichert mentioned in the video, all that we have doesn't belong to us. It is all gift and it flows through us. We are channels of God's blessings as they move through our lives into the world around us. I mean, I love to remind her that, you know, giving up a cup of coffee on a day and sharing that $10 with others actually becomes something beyond ourselves, making a difference in someone's life. What a reason to give. Yes, if we turn back to Paul's letter to the Romans, he proclaimed, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. Will creation see God revealed in us and how we allocate, distribute, and use all the resources at our disposal, participating in God's righteous acts of salvation? The invitation is there. So living joyfully because of God's lavish love, said the mystic Julian of Norwich, is the greatest honor that we can give Almighty God. My deep prayer is that we may come together for joy, to give praise to God as we live as God's people, joining in the song of creation. Amen. This morning, as a part of our worship, we are so pleased uh, for the United Methodist women to make their uh, presentations for those in our congregation uh, who have really exemplified the call of United Methodist women, which is to be in mission to serve the world. Uh, Barb Gordon is our president of our United Methodist chapter, and Marilyn Wylander is the treasurer. Right? And so I invite them to come up and to take a stand at each of the microphones as we do our work. And uh, one of the awards that they give every year is a special mission recognition award. And it's given to someone in our congregation that really exemplifies the heart of mission. Uh, and this year, the, the United Methodist Women are glad to present that award to Aisha Figulis Williams. So please come up, Aisha. <laughs> no hugging, no hugging, no hugging. <laughs> and Phil wanted to be here, but he can't. Aisha, I am pleased to be able to publicly thank you for all that you do for the mission of the church. First of all, we're very grateful for the outstanding work that Aisha does consistently in managing our facilities and keeping the office running as smoothly as possible. Aisha is usually the first connection with FUMC that people make, and she makes everyone feel welcome. When United Methodist Women were thinking about who we wanted to recognize for his or her mission work within our church, Aisha's name immediately came up. Aisha goes above and beyond in providing support for the patrons of our Tuesday Social Service Office. As a matter of necessity, when COVID-19 restricted the ability of so many of the regular volunteers to serve, Aisha immediately added the Tuesday social service distribution to her job in a way that makes our patrons feel special, including offering shopping on her own time for items to fill the pantry shelves, making fresh sandwiches weekly to include in the bags, 
looking for ways to improve the food distribution, including suggesting the purchase of additional shelves, and then working with Ashley on reorganizing the food pantry so we can be more efficient. Aisha describes her work with the social service office as a hidden blessing. Aisha is especially helpful in working with the folks who have no place to sleep other than our grounds. She often works with friends indeed in the passing to police officers who are assigned to reach out to the most vulnerable in our community. Working with others, Aisha has created an ID card for our unhoused to have and regularly monitors the cameras at all hours of the night from home to see that things are going smoothly. She cares about protecting those who are staying there by making sure that everyone knows and follows clear guidelines for safety. Aisha's compassionate but firm interactions with all who are part of our extended church family help those who so often don't experience love to truly experience God's love through her. Thank you, Aisha. It is my honor to present you with the Mission Recognition Pin for 2020 from the United Methodist Women here at Passing FUMC. Congratulations. We love you. So how can I do this without getting close to her? Normally we would pin that on you, but... So let us give our accolades and thanks to... for all you do. Thank you. We surprised you, didn't we? Yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you for your service. So um, if you want to stand here for a second. Sure. One of the other awards that's given actually through the district um, is an uh, award that was actually given a few weeks ago at the North District uh, uh, Annual uh, Meeting. And that was to our own uh, Rosalie Neiman. Uh, Rosalie, if you would come up, she was recognized as our quiet disciple uh, in the North District. Uh, so you come stand here, if you would, in the middle. Uh, and Rosalie also is taking on the job now as the president of the North District United Methodist Women. So we are so grateful for her service and all the ways she's done. So um, go ahead, Barb. Rosalie's always there to help, no matter what anybody asks of her. She's been getting groceries for some of our uh, people that are inside. She has helped greatly uh, with a, one of our friends that had car trouble, helping him with payment to fix his vehicle. She's worked with Family Promise and stayed all night and brought dinners. She works at, through Union Station and helps with the meals there. She's had mission trips to Africa and Mexico. She's working with Jill Shook to advocate for housing in Pasadena. And she, uh, she's the chair of the risk-taking mission um, committee here at the church. She's always been there to help. She's helped with VBS. She, is in the, she has been in the um, virtual and the real place that we have in the summertime. So we thank Rosalie for her service. She's a quiet disciple. She does this when without any allocades, and we thank her very much for this. Let us give our thanks to, uh, to Rosalie and honor her for her. <laughs> and let, let's, let's be in a spirit of prayer. God, we know in your heart you place the call to serve uh, our neighbors. We are so grateful for the witness that Aisha and Rosalie give to us 
as they channel your love and grace into the world around them. Help us to follow in their example that we too might be disciples of love and grace, of quiet service and dedicated faithfulness. We are so grateful that you have blessed us with their presence in our lives and know that you will continue to bless and use them as you use all of us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. amen. Let us pray. God, our creator, you give us life and you give us breath. You have surrounded us with the beauty of creation and you make us your partners in transforming human ways into your ways. Help us to always choose love, to see beauty, and to be grateful for all the blessings that we have received. Help your people to be messengers of your beautiful good news, to embody your ways of peace and justice, so that all may know you. Embolden your church to claim the voice of righteousness, to stand against evil, and to lift up the poor. O oh God, we repent of the ways that we have fallen short of the high calling that you place before us as Christians, for the ways that we divide rather than unite, for the ways that we place our own wants and needs and comforts above all else. Heal your church, O God, that we might discover new resources of strength and conviction to carry out your will for this broken world. We pray for all of our leaders, for our Bishop Grant and our Superintendent Jim. And along with all of the churches in our district, we uphold in prayer today our sisters and brothers at Valley Korean United Methodist Church in Granada Hills and at First United Methodist Church in Reseda. Let your justice be known among all the nations, O God, that all may live in peace and in equity. We pray for your children who will pass this day under the threat of violence and war, or who will not have enough to eat. We pray for those whose homes have been washed away by flood or destroyed by fire. Silence the weapons of hate and thwart the plans of terrorists that all may dwell in safety. Uphold the leaders of the world that they may seek policies that further the common good and strengthen our own nation as we pass through this period of presidential transition. We pray for both Joe Biden and Donald Trump in these days as they come to terms with the challenges and changes that face each of them personally and that face us as a nation. O oh God, you know that sometimes life is hard and we can lose sight of your beauty and blessings. And yet we believe that even in such times, especially at such moments, you are with us and you shepherd us toward health and wholeness. We pray for the whole world as it contends today with the effects of the coronavirus, the physical suffering, the mourning and grief, and the economic fallout that this illness has caused. We give you thanks and praise for all of those who are diligently about the work of lessening suffering, of implementing new treatments, and of crafting a safe and effective vaccine. God of love, encourage the depressed and discouraged, accompany the lonely and soothe the pain of those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. 
As a community of faith, we lift up those mentioned in today's prayer list, but especially Beverly DeVoy, Betty Poutney, and Livingstone Zan. We know that you are present with us and that you draw to, near to us in every moment of life and of death. Creator God, source of all that we have, we praise you and we bless you with our lives. Give us thankful hearts that are open to sharing all that you have given us with those around us. We pray all of these things in the name of our Savior Christ, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining in this time of worship from First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. This service and all of our previous services and events remain available for you at the church's YouTube channel. Subscribe and receive free notifications of what is coming up. There is a link in the video description to this week's bulletin. In it, you will find a guide to the service of worship, our weekly prayer list to use as a part of your own prayer time, and announcements of events that are happening in the coming weeks. Next Saturday, our Third at First concerts continue with an online live stream from the sanctuary at four o'clock. Johann Schramm Reed, our chancel choir baritone soloist and section leader, will be joined by his talented wife, Emily Dyer, in a program of songs and duets. Paul Floyd will be joining them at the piano in a repertoire that ranges from Brahms to Broadway. Enjoy the music as it happens next Saturday or anytime thereafter at the church's YouTube channel. It's free and it'll be a fun concert to hear. Our Tuesday morning social service ministry continues every week. Thank you to all who continue to supply food and other items to distribute each week. And if you would like to help in that way, there are details about what is needed in today's bulletin. But what we really need are volunteers who can come to serve at the church on Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m., or who can be made available to shop for the needed items that are not received in some other way. Because of the quarantine, it is not safe for our faithful older volunteers to continue to staff this ministry. So is this something that you could do? If so, please contact Aisha Fijilis Williams in the church office. A link to her email may be found in the bulletin. The need for this ministry in our city has never been greater. So if you are not in a COVID-19 high-risk group, please consider becoming part of this effort. Remember the church's online giving website. There is a link in the video description or look for the donate button on the church's website. This is the week that we are gathering our pledges together for the coming year. It will help our church's leadership to know your giving plans as we plan for the church's financial life during these uncertain times. It is also an act of worship to intentionally support the work of our church. This week, please complete and return the pledge card that you received by mail earlier this month. You may also go online to the church's website, fumcpasadena.org pledge, and complete the form there. As always, you are welcome to mail your gifts or completed pledge cards to the church. 
The church's mailing address is on the screen now. Have a good week. Be safe, be well, and don't forget to wear your mask. As we prepare to conclude this uh, service of celebration, we once again bring quilts uh, to uh, present to the congregation for blessing and for prayers. Uh, the hands of our quilters have been busy and the need is great. So we're so grateful for their witness and their service to provide these tangible gifts to people that are in need of prayer and love. This morning, we tie our prayers into quilts for Wong Wei Ching who is uh, Tim's son's brother-in-law and who is living with late-stage cancer. We also tie prayers in for Sarah Ferrer, who is Sue's son's mother, who is facing also a fight with cancer and other illness um, issues. We tie prayers for healing and strength for Elizabeth Audley, the aunt of Paul Audley. And lastly, we tie prayers for our own uh, Bev DeVoy, uh, who next week will be having uh, knee surgery. Uh, and she's one of our faithful quilters, so we get to give her a quilt in this time as well. Uh, will you raise your hands in blessing uh, towards the screen? And for those of you here in the sanctuary, if you'd raise your hands in blessing towards the quilts, let us pray. God, we are so grateful for these tangible gifts that are so lovingly made that they might be given in a, as a sign of your grace that sustains us through all of life's challenges. May these quilts bring Wang, Sarah, Elizabeth, and Beverly comfort, peace, joy, and strength. For we know, God, that you are with us like these quilts lay upon their lap. May they feel your presence with them, bringing them hope, bringing them comfort, and bringing them a sense of your presence in their life. May all of our prayers surround them and sustain them in all that is before them. We ask all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Receive the benediction. May we have the courage to sing God's new song, 
bearing the melody of wholeness into this wounded world. May we sing together for joy, trusting that God holds all things and believing that Christ, who calls us friend, walks beside us. And may the Spirit, who makes all things new, fill us with light and hope that we might inspire others to join in the mighty chorus of praise. Amen.